0: Hey guys, welcome back to Mike Jiggers with Dan and Emily. We're excited to be back. We've got another great Star Wars episode today for you. We're going to kick off today's show with some what the fuck news. We'll get into some tasty news with Dan and some real fake characters. Yeah. How was your week?
1: It was good. It was productive. Did some behind the scenes stuff for the podcast that we'll get to later, but... Ooh. Yeah, you want to launch right into some exciting news before what the fuck news?
0: Yeah, my not what the fuck. Mm-hmm. My exciting news is uh, the Morbius trailer dropped uh, last week. I did you watch it? I did. Oh, uh, didn't I send it to you?
1: Yeah, I watched it before then, just because okay. it's a comic book movie, so I was interested in the trailer.
0: What are your thoughts on it? I want to know your thoughts.
1: I'm so done with Jared Leto. <laughs> Like, that is probably the biggest thing about it. It also...
0: You're actually the first person I thought of when I saw it because I knew that you would be very just over it already. Well, in
1: this movie, I've been skeptical of it already anyway. It strikes me the same way as the Venom movie. Stop trying to do these Spider-Man universe movies without Spider-Man. I don't even think of Morbius as that interesting of a character anyway. Like, he's not even like the upper league of Spider-Man classic villains like. see
0: I think he just has this part because one he can have a shirt off of most of it and two he's just salty about the Joker movies
1: I can see that I probably won't even see it I never saw Venom it's it looks like just kind of like a generic superhero movie almost yeah
0: I honestly didn't even know he was a superhero
1: and I think he's kind mm-hmm. of an anti-hero like I said the character Ooh. just doesn't do anything for me.
0: Yeah, it will probably be one that I will wait till it comes out on DVD. I haven't even seen Venom. I've wanted to see Venom, but like it was nothing I've ever jumped at getting to.
1: I will probably eventually see Venom just because they're making Venom Two,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: Andy Circus is directing. Um,
0: I don't. That doesn't mean much to me.
1: He was Gollum, and he played Caesar in the Planet of the Apes movies. And okay. Mike He's the go-to guy for motion capture, so I feel like he probably has some ideas on...
0: How to make the aesthetics look good.
1: Yeah, how to do some interesting stuff with Venom, because Venom's just such a CG-heavy character. I think it could be interesting. Okay. My exciting news, tying in with this week's episode covering Empire Strikes Back, Funko has announced they're coming out with a line of 40th anniversary Empire Strikes Back pops
0: not that these are and this has anything to do with uh star wars funko pops but they're also releasing a line of slipknot characters too
1: No, i didn't see that yeah yeah uh they look like some cool ones probably Uh, the only one i'd actually buy is han solo and carbonite
0: (laughs) you know what's really sad when I think about Star Wars, because I haven't seen them, but I have seen the Family Guy Star Wars episodes. Yeah. So I just think of Peter coming out of the carbonite ripping ass.
1: <laughs> I don't even remember that.
0: Because <laughs> he's like, he's, um, tur- he has his pants drawn and he's turned around smiling and they laser his ass and he starts farting.
1: So. I don't want to skip too far ahead into talking about Empire Strikes Back, but I had sent you a picture earlier. It was a meme referring to how at the end of Empire Strikes Back, Lando is wearing Han Solo's clothes.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: I never realized that until Family Guy called it out.
0: Family Guy is awesome. I'm sorry. It's such an overrated show, but I mean, it's I like watching it because I think it's funny. I yeah. like Seth MacFarlane, though.
1: Yeah, he's funny. I liked his show that he was doing. I think he still might be doing it. It's kind of a Star Trek parody. Yeah.
0: I love that show. I
1: haven't watched that much of it just because I don't have the time to watch that many shows, but the episodes I was watching, it was really good. And it also was kind of somewhat sincere as like a Star Trek style show.
0: I don't remember if we finally finished the first season or not, but I mean, we got most, I don't remember, we got pretty far into it and it's something I want to get back into. Oh.
2: (laughs) Yeah, good job.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I I got a little too excited, guys.
1: (laughs) What were you excited about?
0: I watched The Witcher. Oh, yeah? Oh, my God, was this so good?
1: Yeah, it was really good. I'm looking forward to it, the the second season, I mean.
0: It makes me so mad that it's taking another year to come out, Mm -hmm. but I binged the shit out of that show, and I loved it.
1: It makes me want to go back and play The Witcher 3, which I bought for PlayStation but I never finished. Also, I have the first book on Kindle. I think I got like it was on sale for like 99 cents one day or something, See, so I just didn't, bought it.
0: I didn't even know that it was I knew about the games. I've known about the games yeah. for a long long time, but I didn't know that it was based off of a book. And now I'm like super interested in reading the books. But Henry Cavill's demeanor in that is so good. I think he nails the character pretty well.
1: I just, Henry Cavill's great in
0: that. <laughs> I just like how often he just goes, fuck, hmm. Hmm. The, the grunts. His
1: quote for that series could just be, hm. Fuck. Yeah. It's great because he is a character that has things to say. He's not just your typical silent warrior, but it's great that he can still say so much in just a grunt or fuck. Just, you know that character.
0: Okay. Real quick. What episode did you like the best?
1: Ooh, I binged them, so they all kind of ran together. Mm-hmm.
0: Did it also, conf- maybe because you've played the games, but since I hadn't, I it jumped in the timelines and it, that's what confused me until it finally got to the end of the first season and it all finally came together.
1: I've heard that. It never confused me. I haven't played that much of the games. Like, I basically just got out of the tutorial in the first, or in The Witcher 3, and I just never finished it. So I I didn't know that much about it.
0: I had to ask Mikey, I'm like, is it supposed to jump timelines? He goes, yes, because that's how it did it in the games, is that it jumped in the timelines a little bit. So I'm like, okay. So then it finally started clearing up for me.
1: I guess I just picked up on, like, they were saying subtle things about what was going on in, like, the politics of the world around them and that mm-hmm. made it clear to me like okay this happens in this order i think it was by the fourth episode i was like okay this yeah is this time line, this is this timeline and this is like the third one but, yeah but uh yeah we got a lot to talk about while we move on from the witcher okay my last bit of exciting news com is now live is it really yeah you didn't even know I was doing it.
0: No, I didn't. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, There really isn't a whole lot for our current listeners to look at, but it's going to help people find our podcast easier. I do have some secret stuff that me and Emily have been talking about doing coming up that will probably end up being some content for the website that I'm working on. And I'm excited about. So mm-hmm. just more new ways to enjoy the show and yeah, check it out.
0: I'm I so excited. I had no idea that you are bringing that up today.
1: You didn't know I was
2: working on it.
0: No, I know that <laughs> we, I mean, we've talked about it before. That's the thing. I was like, we've talked about it, but nothing else had been said about it. And I never, it never dawned on me to be like asking about it.
1: Yeah. So. Yep. So, com. everybody.
0: All right. So, I hope you had some good what the fuck going on today because I know I do.
1: I'll take the first what the fuck news. This is a really short story out of Ayer, Massachusetts. The Ayer police are asking for public's help identifying woman caught stealing door. This lady was caught on security camera stealing the door from a local billiards hall and they've just released the photo hoping somebody knows who she is. It's the most ridiculous thing. Picture like somebody just walking out of a business holding a front door with like all the hardware installed.
0: I just want to know why or why there wasn't somebody else like watching like, what does she do with it? I'm just taking it to get repaired.
1: Yeah. How? How do you walk out of a place with their door? That means she had to take it off the hinges. Did Were she there put, screws involved or she, did she just remove pins?
0: She put so much more effort into stealing this door than she really needed to. Why? Yeah,
1: and she doesn't look like that big of a lady. Like She is struggling with this door and it's ridiculous.
0: I just want to know why there wasn't people around to watch this happen.
1: Yeah. I can't imagine it was a quick job. No, like i said there's not a whole lot to that story i just thought it was funny yeah uh, we'll have a link in the show notes so people can see this picture
0: all right so my first one is an indian man has died after he got in a fight with his rooster on their way to a cockfight. so this guy i'm not even going to try and pronounce his name it takes place in the country of india this man who was taking his rooster to a cockfight which is, has been apparently illegal in the country of India since the 1960s. I guess they um the rooster broke free from his arms and when he went to chase it down they got in a fight and the fucking rooster basically the guy died from his injuries. I'm just...
1: Yeah. I saw that article. Apparently he had put a blade on the rooster's claw.
0: So I mean the guy got what he deserved. Yeah. Cock if cockfighting has been illegal for what is that 50 years? Oh, sixty years now? Yeah. Then you got what you deserve. Sorry, dude. Yeah,
1: even if it wasn't illegal, it's still cockfighting. If, if you're making this animal fight get to the, the death, then you get what you deserve.
0: Can we get this uh, rooster a golden cock trophy? <laughs> it's just a picture of him with his blade in the air. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. So that mine was that one was really short too. Okay. So what is your next one?
1: This one, Detroit Bank calls police on black man depositing payout from a racial discrimination lawsuit. So this man, Santor Thomas, had won a lawsuit against his former employer for racial discrimination. And he goes to his bank, he wants to open up an additional savings account and deposit the checks, get a little cash back. The assistant branch manager, a black woman, started asking questions and being suspicious about how he got so much money. So she said they were going to have to verify the checks. She walks off, presumably to verify the checks, but instead calls the cops who come and investigate the bank's claims that this guy is trying to deposit fraudulent checks. And then they still refuse to deposit the checks, even after the guy's lawyer sent them legal records proving that there was a court settlement, and they also wouldn't even call the bank that issued the checks to confirm that they were authentic. So now he's filed a new racial discrimination lawsuit against the bank.
0: When you sent me this article, it blew my mind while reading it. How? The fact that he went to another bank and they processed it just as easy, and they were talking about how why couldn't they have, you know, just called the provider of that check. Yeah. It's simple as that. It really is.
1: Here's the thing. Normally with racial discrimination claims, I don't immediately buy in. I always look at, well, what else is going on here? So when somebody just is suspicious of a large check and wants to verify it, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. They don't say how much the checks were. Apparently it was a condition of the settlement. Like he can't say how much money he got, but it's a lawsuit. So he got a fair amount of money. Mm Mm-hmm it makes sense to verify it, but then if you're not going to actually try and verify it, if you immediately jump to calling the cops, like, we worked retail together. Yeah. You can call a number, check on a check. Like
0: I don't understand why they had to so quickly jump to that. Like, yeah, at one point in time in my career history, I have done this. Not called cops on somebody, but there's you look up the number for the bank, whoever's providing it, and you just, you call the check. And some banks will have you fax the check over, mm. and they'll be like, yeah, that was us. It really isn't that hard. And why why would you jump to a conclusion so fast, like, oh, we're immediately going to call these police?
1: Well, and the crazy thing is, it's a black woman that's discriminating
0: against, against him. A black man. Yeah,
1: a black woman discriminating against a black man. Like. What's wrong with you?
0: I don't get it.
1: Yeah, it's so infuriating, and I feel bad for the guy that like he's already had trouble with discrimination. He just wants to deposit this payout, and it just causes more discrimination.
0: I want to know, or like, I'm curious, I guess, to the fact like is this the first time that they've done this to somebody? Mm. Because I mean, it. Doesn't sound like it's not a new routine for them to take things further than they need to be.
1: Right. To immediately jump to the cops. And even after like the cops showed up and they, this guy's trying to give proof, the bank still like filed a police report against the guy.
0: Yeah, because didn't they prove that the checks were good? Yes. <laughs> Why? I don't get it. I really, really don't.
1: This. The whole thing could have been avoided if, before jumping to conclusions, like, it's okay to be suspicious, not even just because of race, just, like, it's a large check. It's okay to be suspicious, but- In any check job. Check it. In- just check it. hmm <laughs> Do your job.
0: Obviously, somebody didn't.
1: So, what's your next story?
0: So, we're going to get a little weird here. An Arizona woman has to have an emergency surgery because she got a vibrator stuck in her bladder. So- Her and her boyfriend were, let me just read you this part real quick because I just like the opening statement. An Arizona woman is recovering from surgery after getting a sex toy stuck in her bladder. It's a case that stunned emergency room doctors and an (laughs) OBGYM. Well, yeah. Wouldn't it stun anybody? Why is it so far in there?
1: Yeah, that's horrifying.
0: So this woman didn't want to be named. I could understand that. So she has a vesper vibrator necklace by the company crave okay. and i never heard of them and so she wore it out around her neck and then her and her boyfriend went to use it at home later that day why would you wear it to dinner then i guess they were like getting busy and it's like for an outside use only yeah and they were um getting a little hot and heavy with the um adulty time and she goes I moved in out of nowhere I felt a sharp pain and the vibrator was nowhere to be found
1: yeah I like the part in that story where she says she asked her boyfriend where the vibrator was and he's just like uh I don't know
0: <laughs> it looks to be like a couple inches long
1: what's the diameter though
0: I don't know I never said
1: I could see if it if it gets in the right opening things have a way of like working their way up through yeah. your system man so
0: I guess it was still on. And so it was vibrating inside of her tum-tums. And so (laughs) they had to have an emergency. The emergency room staff wasn't able to find it in the vagina. And so they had to have an emergency x-ray and they found it in her bladder. (laughs) This is the part that I kind of find absolutely just stupid. The woman plans on filing a lawsuit against the company for the lack of warning on the label that this could happen during normal use.
1: Yeah, that is kind of stupid, but at the same time, I really wonder how small this is. Like, if it ended up in her bladder, it might actually be an unsafe product.
0: Where's the string that it was on on the necklace? <laughs> That's what I want to know.
1: I think it said in the article that the chain was detachable, so it oh. probably just, like, came off. And
0: But, like. It also makes me kind of mad. It's like, you know how tiny this is. And if you're like, you know, you should know the risks of using a sex toy anyways, because you could hurt yourself pretty bad using them if you don't use them correctly, as she finds out.
1: I think as far as the lawsuit goes, I don't think she's entitled to anything more than like actual damages, not legally, but like as far as my personal opinion, they should make her whole. She had expenses for the surgery. Yeah. And if this product was designed in such a way that it can end up in your bladder, then yeah, they should take care of that. Maybe put a warning on the product. I don't think she's entitled to millions and millions of dollars. Yeah.
0: So when I first caught a glimpse of this headline, I was just scrolling and I was talking about it with some people that I know. And one of the people that I was with goes, was she sticking it in the wrong hole? <laughs> Maybe.
1: It ended up in a wrong hole. (laughs) I mean, if it goes up into the bladder, I mean. Uh,
0: It's just one of those things that it's not as uncommon as people think, like, sex toys getting stuck in the wrong places. Mm -hmm. But they're just magnificent to read, like, what were you doing? How?
1: If it really happened exactly like she said, then, yeah, that's an unsafe product. (laughs) It is time for a brand new installment of That's. Tasty.
0: Ooh. That one hit a little different than last week. I don't know. I think you just said it a little different.
1: Th- this week we have a cherry pie recipe from foodnetwork.com. The faces you're making. <laughs> just remember this was your doing.
0: <laughs> I know, and I don't know if it's um a mistake or if it's just pure just joy.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. So, this recipe doesn't include any instructions on making a crust. So, you're going to have to find that dough recipe all by yourself.
0: I think Dan could help.
1: Your ingredients for the pie. You want four cups fresh or frozen
3: tart cherries. One to one and a half cups of granulated sugar. Four tablespoons.
1: Cornstarch, one and a half tablespoons of butter, and then another one tablespoon of granulated sugar for sprinkling. And you're also going to need a saucepan,
3: a small bowl, and a cooling rack.
1: (laughs) Take the cherries and put them in a saucepan and heat. Make sure to cover. Those cherries are going to be juicy. Uh So you want to leave on heat a few minutes to reduce. Uh Mix your sugar and cornstarch in a separate bowl. Pour that mixture right on those cherries.
0: Okay. (laughs) That one got me. I'm sitting here listening. I'm like, all right, this isn't going too bad. That's where it got weird.
1: (laughs) Mix together before returning to heat, stirring often until the mixture has thickened. Now remove from heat and allow to cool. Go ahead and preheat that oven to 375 degrees
3: Fahrenheit. Ooh, getting a
0: little spicy there.
1: Prepare your crust, split it in half. You need each half rolled out to fit a nine inch pan. Place your bottom crust and fill with your cherry mixture. You're gonna dot that cherry mixture with butter. Mmm butter. Moisten the edge Ooh. of that bottom crust.
0: Ooh, that did it. <laughs>
1: now add the top crust. Mm. Mm. Who doesn't like it with a little crust on top?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Barf, Dan, barf. Barf.
1: Yeah, get that top nice and crusty. Flute the edges. Now steam's gonna want to build up in that pie. So you want to make a nice slit in that middle of the
2: pie.
1: (laughs) Bake for about 50 minutes. Now while you wait, you can go ahead and pull out your rack. When it's ready... Remove from the oven and place on the rack to cool. Your cherry pie is done. Mmm. Mm.
0: That's tasty. Mmm. Uh, that got weird. Like, it wasn't too terrible. That one wasn't as bad as last week.
1: See, I was just trying to disgust you with it's better with crust on top.
0: Oh, you did. You really fucking did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's almost a shame that this podcast isn't a video podcast, because even if you weren't hearing reactions from Emily on a lot of this, the faces she was making.
0: I'm also glad it's not a video podcast, because I look like a homeless person, so... (laughs) Oh, thanks.
1: (laughs) They made it like that. It just meant, you know, we don't get dressed up for the podcast.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, yeah.
1: yeah, that's going to conclude That's Tasty for this week.
0: Scotty wants some cherry pie.
1: I think I've seen Scotty eat her own cherry pie. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: you know it's true.
2: I know. <laughs> You're
0: a thick bitch.
1: Um, yeah, let's, well, uh. Go ahead and jump right into Empire Strikes Back. Okay. You're the one that's new to Star Wars. What did you think?
0: I liked it. So, I'm um, 2 for 2. Okay. I actually really like this one. Um the graphics were a little worse for wear, like well, in the beginning with the um whatever they were, they were riding to save Luke.
1: See, I was actually happy that they were still kind of cuz those were done stop motion. Mhm. So I was going and prepared for them to have like cleaned it up with computers and I would have been disappointed because they have a weird like jerky movement to them.
0: Um, but no, it was just the difference between like the first and second one. Like the um graphics in the first one like you could tell they did the remaster. Where in like parts of the second one they only did some of the remaster.
1: I think what you're not seeing in this one is the Effects were so much better on the second one originally mm-hmm. that there wasn't as much to fix. Yeah. And what has been fixed isn't as obvious.
0: I still thought it was really, really good, especially for the time the time period that it was made in. What was it? 82? 1980.
1: 1980.
0: Okay. So here's just my reaction in order from what happened. Okay. So the beginning, the stormtrooper, okay, they're in the snow. Mm-hmm. The Stormtroopers look a little fucking racist. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Just a little bit.
1: That's a weird thing about Stormtroopers. Every movie, there's got to be a new variation of Stormtrooper armor. Really? Got to sell those action figures.
0: True. Um, definitely figured out where a lot of memes came from, and I feel like a lot of them came from the second movie. Hmm. And um, I cannot remember the one that it was, but it was in the beginning. Because I wrote these in order. Um, Luke kissed his sister.
2: Yes.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> well, his sister kissed him.
1: See, here's the thing. Well, It's not obvious in this movie yet that it's his sister. George Lucas gets a lot of credit for he's a genius. He had this whole story planned out. I guarantee you he did not have every detail of this story planned out. Otherwise, he would not have Leia kissing Luke. Yeah. He did not know when they filmed that scene that she was his sister.
0: Okay. So then we move on to Yoda. Mm-hmm. Yoda is fucking creepy, and in like the most harmless way ever. But he's kind of an asshole in the beginning, and it's hilarious.
1: I was going to bring that up. He's funny, and when you eventually get to later movies, especially the prequels, he's not as funny. It's yeah. like they forgot that part of his character. He's just the wise old yeah master. See, he's I he's really funny at I the start. I
0: did not know that he was. You know, he was like that. Mm-hmm. He actually also spoke in pretty much clear sentences. I thought they were all like backward sentences. You know, like how he has some parts that are kind of like jumbled? Yeah. But for the most part, he actually spoke in um, logical order sentences.
1: Yeah, it's really become kind of its own, like how people perceive Yoda speaking rather than how he actually did.
0: Also, Scotty looks just like fucking Yoda. (laughs) I don't know if that's a pit bull thing. But she, I was looking at her because she sat with me, and I was looking back and forth like, "Jesus Christ, my dog is Yoda." Also, Scotty has put on some weight, so <laughs> she is a little Yoda.
1: But no, you're right. Like Yoda, when he first shows up and he's kind of playing dumb, then like not laying on that he's Yoda. Mm-hmm. He's really funny. Like he's like stealing Luke's shit and fighting with R two D two over it. Like, it
0: was good. It was a good comic relief of the movie.
1: Yeah, I actually wrote that note down when I was writing it. I was like. I forgot that he was actually funny in this.
0: Uh, The next part is, do you know the part where they're in the ship and they're like in this cave-like thing and they're, they they mm-hmm. don't realize where they are? Yeah. And then they finally fly out of it? Was that thing a sock puppet?
1: No. I mean, it was a puppet, but it wasn't a sock puppet.
0: <laughs> it just it cracked me up because I was like, oh, it's just somebody's hand and they just have a little thingy flying out.
1: Okay, so how did you think the asteroid field looked? Like all the action scenes, the chases through that, i didn't stand out as bad or anything? No. See, that is an example of how the special effects were really good. Consider this. Everything in those scenes, all of the individual asteroids floating around, each ship Mm -hmm. flying around, all of that had to be filmed as its own element, its own separate take, and without the aid of computers, composited together into the same shot just using like chemical processes to develop the film in such a way that they like all appeared on the same layer.
0: That was really really impressive. Like I said, these films and their graphics are way ahead of their time. And I am even though they look kind of cheesy in some parts, it's still super impressive. Uh my next one was Something about that dream fight, Luke was in that dream and him fighting Vader. Yeah. That was a little weird.
1: Yeah, it's slowed down and kind of dreamlike. I like that.
0: Yeah. Oh, is anybody ever pronouncing Han Solo ship the correct way every time? (gasps) Did you notice that? That nobody says it? The
1: Falcon or the Falcon? The
0: Falcon. I noticed that almost every character says it different. Yeah. And that was just one of those little niches that I'm like.
1: Also, is he Han or Han?
0: <laughs> right? Chewy C3P on R2D2 bitch all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it just made me chuckle. I'm like, do they ever stop compl-? It was mostly R2D2, it just sounds like he complains all the time.
1: Speaking of Chewbacca, I love at one point at the beginning, Han Solo comes back. He's done. He tells Leia he's leaving, and they get into a little flirty argument. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to storm off, get in his ship, and fly away. And he gets back to the ship. And Chewie has it, like, torn apart. He's just like, but I, I want to leave. Like, put it all back together. <laughs> and Chewie's just, like, roaring, like, you know.
0: Probably like, well, you told me to do this.
1: Yep. Can we talk like about it. Han? Like, he comes across as creepy to me. Like, early on in the movie when he's just keeps flirting with her and, like, he's grabbing her. And she's she not even being no- particularly, like, flirty back. If she it's wants just, nothing
0: to do with him. Yeah. Um, he comes off, he like I said in the last episode, he is so fucking cocky. And he's, what is he, a bandit or a...
1: He's a scoundrel.
0: <laughs> yeah. And he thinks he, like, his shit doesn't stink. But, like, I think that's just how his character is supposed to be. And nothing on, like, the actor is not, I'm not saying the actor is that way. But, um, he's like, he persuades her into liking him. That's the thing.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It just feels kind of... Weird, like especially because they are the love story of this trilogy, yeah. And like, it never really feels like they're that romantic, it's just he wears her down,
0: yeah. I really like the relations like the friendship between Chewie and Han Solo, they have such a good um, I don't want to say chemistry, but like their friendship is really funny to watch,
1: yeah. Chewie doesn't get a lot to do in any of these movies, I thought it was cute and like showed how he cared that he's the one that went looking for 3PO
2: mm-hmm.
1: he's the one that noticed um, that gold robot's not around being annoying maybe I should go look for it he's so concerned he carries 3PO around in pieces the rest of the movie
0: <laughs> I I like the part where he's on his back yeah <laughs> Scotty Um. Boba Fett finally shows up
1: mm-hmm. uh, and he does about as much
0: as Boba Fett ever does yeah And then my last thing is they only play one fucking song is the Imperial Death March. Yeah. (laughs) That's the only song. No matter what.
1: Is that all you had like specific to talk about? I got notes that we can talk about.
0: That's all the stuff I written. I was too I stopped writing. Okay. I think I stopped writing halfway through because I wanted to just kind of pay attention.
1: Mm -hmm. Going back to Han, we were talking last episode about how like Harrison Ford like clearly just knew who this character was. I love when they go to Cloud City and it's revealed that Lando has betrayed them. They walk into a room, and Darth Vader's there. I'm sure it was written this way, but like I'll give some credit to Harrison Ford for how he performed it. Han does not hesitate at all to just open fire. Like He sees Darth Vader, his gun's out, and he shoots. Yeah. This is actually probably my favorite Star Wars movie.
0: I've heard it's actually a lot of people's favorite.
1: It wasn't when I was a kid, because mm-hmm. it's kind of slower, and- It's a little drab. Like, it's not that colorful. There's a lot of, like, muted colors in the swamp and Cloud City.
0: I feel like that it was intentional, though. Yeah.
1: Well, I think at the end, the movie just really, like, pops visually. Because once you get into, like, the underbelly of Cloud City and Mm -hmm. Vader and Luke are fighting, you have all this orange and blues it's so contrasty it looks really good
0: i do have something else i want to talk about i don't know if it's one of your points but it's um if we can hang on to it if you want to go ahead it's the vader luke fight at Mm -hmm. the end i thought it was vader's hand that got chopped off no okay so luke loses his hand And I just like that it looks like this is you could tell that it's his hand just you can tell that his shirt it like they didn't add extra material. His shirt is stretched so that his fist can hide inside of it. And I just like they're only working with so much right now. But you think if they're spending all this money on the graphics that they already have, they would maybe do a little something. But it it was wild to watch his hand just go pop.
1: Yeah, Uh, that fight is actually something I want to talk about. So, spoiler, for a 40-year-old movie, it's revealed that Darth Vader, or at least he claims to be, Luke's father.
2: Luke, I am your father.
1: Now, let's forget that, since it's not revealed till the end of the movie. When they start to fight, and Vader is proposing to Luke, Hey, come to the dark side, join me, we'll rule the galaxy together. Luke knows this is a very skilled former Jedi. He, as far as he knows, killed his father.
2: Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Luke has all of what, a couple days Jedi training.
0: Mm-hmm. And also the fact like um uh Obi-Wan shows back up and the you know, yeah. the dream state or the visioning state and like he can communicate with them mm-hmm. and uh the fact that Obi-Wan said, I cannot if you leave, I cannot follow you to Cloud City. Mm-hmm. If you leave and go fight Vader, I cannot come help you.
1: Yeah, and it's really kind of unclear how much time passes while he's trading but it doesn't seem like much
0: i felt like it's maybe a like three or four days yeah. tops
1: and yet luke's first reaction vader hasn't even like made an overly aggressive move luke's immediately pulls out his lightsaber and wants to fight what do you think is going through vader's mind even if he isn't luke's dad at that moment yeah just like what the fuck do you really think you're gonna win this
0: Part of me wishes they could have had, you know, the confrontation, like, you know, went back and forth and then the fight. I think that would have made it more interesting, you know, if they had that back and forth a little bit.
2: I think
1: it's a good character moment for Luke because so much about the way this movie ends, it ends on a downer, he loses, and it's his own impulsiveness, and it leads to character growth for him later. He has to learn patience and trusting the force.
0: I mean, he's also, it just shows his character as a bullheaded teenager. Like, oh, I'm going to fight and I'm going to win. I have enough training that I can do this. Yes,
1: he's at that age where he thinks he's invincible. And he also slightly has superpowers. Yeah. That's a bad combination. But I also love in that fight how Vader's been tasked with capturing Luke. So he's not really trying to hurt him. Yeah. So most of that fight Luke is giving it his all, and Vader is very clearly just deflecting, yeah, just deflecting and trying to steer him towards a trap. But then, as the fight goes on, like towards the end, Vader loses his shit and he starts swinging wildly.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because obviously, it's just like nothing's gonna get through to this kid.
1: He's just chopping everything in sight with his lightsaber. And I love at one point, like they get separated, and Luke like starts to walk down a hallway. And then Vader pops out of nowhere like, surprise, motherfucker. (laughs) Yes. In the original trilogy, that's probably the most action-y lightsaber duel. There's some really good duels in the prequels, but for the time and what we knew of like a lightsaber duel could be, yeah, that's, that's pretty good.
0: I am getting excited to watch the next one.
1: Oh, back to Han. So they're in the supposed cave and... They all get scared and decide something's not right here. We need to get back in the Falcon. Or the Falcon. <laughs> Leia is on the ramp, and like the ground shakes, and she starts to stumble. For a moment, it looks like Han is concerned is and is going to help her up the ramp.
2: Just
0: bl- he went instead, past instead he
1: runs right past her and books it up the ramp. I love that. <laughs> Yes. I, I saw that and I immediately made it. It's like, a Han thing to do. He
0: has these moments where he's like super sincere and then back at being the tool that he is.
1: Luke, he decides he's going to Dagobah. Problem. That's not his ship. <laughs> he takes off in the Rebel Alliance's X-Wing. That is like an Air Force pilot saying, hey guys, I got some personal business to take care of. I'm, I'm just, just going to hop in this fighter plane. <laughs> See, ya. It just
0: how does he get away with it?
1: It's funny. Like he just takes off in the military ship, and obviously that ship has been lost because he took it to Cloud City, and he does not leave in that ship from Cloud City. <laughs> so Vader in this movie, he's really choky. I count at least three officers that he chokes to
0: death. Yeah, I did notice that he was very done with people's shit.
1: And at the end of the movie, like when he has. He's basically won the fight with Luke, but he didn't succeed in capturing him.
2: Yeah.
1: He tells another officer, alert my Star Destroyer that I'm on my way or something to that effect. How do you think that message went? <laughs> they they probably went off to the side, contacted the Star Destroyer. Okay, so Vader's um, mission didn't go all that well. I would not be around. He seems kind of choky at the moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Talk about... Or I guess we can talk about, um, you sent me a picture the other day, because Palpatine showed up in this one for just a quick moment.
1: So this caught me off guard. I grew up on the original versions of the movies. Palpatine, the Emperor, just barely shows up in The Empire Strikes Back, and then you really get to meet him in the next movie. Mm -hmm. When he popped up in this version, it's the actor that played him in Return of the Jedi, but for a bit part in Empire Strikes Back, they just got another guy. And the original makeup on the other guy. Apparently in nineteen eighty, facial prosthetics hadn't progressed beyond like gluing some dumplings to a guy's face.
0: <laughs> that is a really good description. <laughs> he
1: it's the weirdest, like kind of bug eyed, like I don't know what's going on there, but it's bad. So when it was a revamped thing closer to what we see in the prequels and in Return of the Jedi, I was like, okay. I've given these movies a lot of crap for their changes. That's one that's well-deserved. Yeah, I thought you were going to bring up Lando again. Yeah, we already referenced it earlier, but in case you haven't noticed, at the end of the movie, Han Solo has been taken off to uh, Jabba the Hut by Boba Fett, and Chewbacca and Lando are going to go after him. Lando left Cloud City in a hurry. It's not really referenced in the movie but he's very clearly wearing Han Solo's clothes from A New Hope when they fly off in the Falcon.
0: You've said it different every fucking time, too. I'm trying. (laughs) I want to know if it just keeps getting said differently.
1: I'm sure they'll find a third way to pronounce it. (laughs) The the fucking. Speaking of Lando, what did you think of the character?
0: He seems like a dick in the beginning mm. and i understand that at, in that movie he betrays them and then helps them but he comes off like look at my city or he just he comes off real arrogant i like him yeah
1: because he seems to me like the type of person that han would be friends with yes he's a more polished version of han
0: they are the same person they really are and you can tell that that they are because of the way they act towards leia Mm -hmm. And you can see the jealousy in Han.
1: Yeah, Lando is so much better at it than Han is. Lando is as smooth as Han likes to think he is. Yes. One thing that doesn't work for me about the movie is the pacing of like, we go from here to here to here. That betrayal happens so fast. You don't even really get to feel betrayed by the character because you've just met him. Yes. You're like, oh, I'm supposed to be Shocked that this person we've never heard of before betrayed you. Okay.
0: Besides the fact that him and Han go back years.
1: Yeah. I think this movie would have made a great season of a TV series. Yes. Because there's so much happening. Like, you have the whole Hoth thing, which I'd never realized that's like 40 minutes of the movie. They're just on the ice planet. And then you end up with like the training, Lando and Cloud City. Like, that could have been a whole relationship developed. Mm hmm. That's my only real criticism of the movie is you don't get a chance to know these characters and have good character beats. It's there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. Nothing else to say about Lando.
0: No, because like we really didn't get to see a whole lot of him, mm-hmm. so I don't have an opinion really built up on him. So I'm excited. I like not excited, but I'm interested in seeing what his character does in the movies.
1: I do feel bad for that character though. You get the sense he really doesn't want to screw them over. Like, he just doesn't have the...
0: But, I mean, what are his options? Because, I mean, it's either betray him or be killed.
1: Yeah. And I love when the Imperials are torturing Han and they bring him back and Han's like, they didn't even ask me any questions. They're just being (laughs) dicks and torturing him for no reason. And that seems like the worst torture. Like they're just pushing him into like some what, kind a bed of hot needles. Like
0: some kind burst. of maybe revenge for blowing up the Death Star.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: Just like you guys blew my fucking star. Take these needles.
1: That is something weird. When Lando's arguing with them and saying, "Hey, it's not as bad as you think. They're not. They don't even want you." They're looking for somebody named Skywalker. Why wouldn't they want Princess Leia or Han, the guy that helped blow up the Death Star? I get that they want Luke more, but they would definitely want these people.
0: Yes. Oh, I liked that in the swamp scene on uh, Dagobah, Dagobah, when after Luke leaves, there's a small moment that Obi-Wan and Yoda have a quick chat. And they reference that there's another force out there. Mm. And I mean, I already know, (laughs) but um, I like that it's like, ooh, how suspenseful that could be back when these movies were just coming out. Like, oh, what do we have to look forward to?
1: This movie's got kind of a cliffhanger to it. I grew up with the benefit of Return of the Jedi already being out. So I never had to wait to see how it resolved. Can you imagine seeing the Empire Strength back, knowing there's not immediately another movie coming out, and having to wait to find out? Is Darth Vader really Luke's father? Who's this other they've talked about? And what's going to happen to Han Solo?
0: Yes, I am really enthused to see the next movie.
1: When I was a kid, they were preparing to do the prequels. Mm-hmm. And before they did the prequels, they released the special editions, basically kind of like a test of like getting the movies back into theaters, seeing if there was a draw. But before they even did that, they did a project called Shadows of the Empire. It was a canon story set in between The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And it was all about what happens in that time frame and trying to track down Han and all that. But they did all of the merchandising and marketing you would do for a movie release. It had novelization, it had video games, it had action figures, comic books, everything That would be connected with a big release for a franchise like this, except for the film. And it was basically Lucasfilm getting all their ducks in a row and be like, are we ready to actually make movies again? And it was the coolest thing because...
0: So is it an actual like short video? No,
1: there was no video. There was a video game tie-in. So it was
0: just a video game and...
1: Yeah, and a novel. I still have the novel. Hmm. But this was the first canon. This happened... This is new Star Wars from Lucasfilm.
0: Are these books first and then movies, or is it movies and then books?
1: Always movies.
0: Always movies. Yeah.
1: George Lucas saw them as movies and then just merchandising happened. Star Wars was really on the forefront of tapping into the merchandising market and Mm -hmm. all the toys and everything you can imagine. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was the coolest project they even had prop replicas for props no one had ever seen because there was not an actual movie it was the coolest thing i remember them having like a jc christmas catalog that had all of this in it it was just amazing for me as a kid
0: i am so excited for the next movie i have been very i've never thought i'd be so interested in these movies and i'm really glad that i started watching them because now one i'm on board with most people but two where have i been (laughs) i don't know it's one of those things like i don't get hugely like i like things but i'm not one of those people like i am identified by like you have like the people who are super into star wars star trek harry potter i don't get into that kind of stuff i have great joy that i get from movies i'm a huge tim burton fan Mm -hmm. love all of his movies but i'm not gonna go out i've got a few like nightmare for christmas stuff but like I'm not going to go out and be obsessed with it. Like I've got people that I know that are like hugely obsessed with Harry Potter. Yeah. And I don't get it. Like they're great movies Mm -hmm. and they're great books, but I'm not going to wrap my entire life around them like some people do. Right.
1: So I'll ask the same question I asked last week. What do you want out of the next film?
0: I want Luke to be more adult. Okay. Han Solo being found, of course, and all of that. Um, What happens in this weird little triangle, apparently, that might happen (laughs) between Lando, Han, and Leia. I thought you
1: were going to say between Lando, Han, and the Falcon.
0: Yes. Really more to see how Luke grows as a character and um, taking his pretty bad defeat and learning from it. I want to know if he goes back for more training. I want to know, does, I guess you can't answer this, but does Obi-Wan Kenobi come back as a physical form or is he always going to be a Vision-ish?
3: You'll have to find out.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I want to know who the other one is. If my if my suspicion is correct, and I don't want to say anything yet, but I want to know if this person is the right person.
1: Yeah, we will answer all those questions in the next episode covering Return of the Jedi. But first, we're going to play Emily Guess' Star Wars characters again. Yeah. Just like last episode, I have a mixture of ten names. Some of them are Star Wars characters, some are not. Emily has to guess which are which. Yes. And just for simplicity's sake, even though a lot of them are actual real characters, real will signify that they're
3: Star Wars characters. Okay. Number one, Cal Ripken. Fake. That's right. That's a baseball player.
0: Really? Yeah. The name sounded familiar, but I mean, I'm not into baseball as much as others.
3: Number two, Zam Wessel.
0: Fake.
3: That one's real. Is it? Yeah.
0: I know. Like, I should have went when I got feeling, but I didn't.
3: Davril Mance. Real. That one's fake. I just made that up.
0: Well, that's good. <laughs>
3: Tobias Beckett, real. That is real.
1: Sindel Tawani.
0: Sometimes I do wish we have videos because the looks that we're giving each other.
1: <laughs> She's like, we're both giving each other like poker faces. Like, mm, what they think? I'm
0: gonna go real.
1: That is real. That's from the Ewok spinoff movies. Oh, is it? Yes.
3: Orson Krennic.
0: I'm gonna go fake on this one. That is real. Oh.
3: Admiral Mati.
0: I think that was real.
3: That is real.
2: Baron Zemo. Fake. That's Marvel. Jensen Rain. Real. I made that one up.
0: That's good. It sounds like some poor sucker's name in real life, though.
1: (laughs) I almost did Jensen Ackles just to mess with you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm surprised that you haven't done something like that.
1: Cal Ripken was the closest. The last one, Cad Bane. Real. That is real. How would I do? You got six out of ten right. That's a lot better than you did last time. Yeah. All right. Now we've taken care of the Star Wars game. You want to give your usual urban dictionary?
0: Yes. Okay. So I've got two. I don't have any Star Wars related ones because I can't find any good ones. That's fine. So my first one is Penophile.
3: Um, okay. What is it?
0: Someone who has an intense love for pins and not to be confused with a pedophile. (laughs) Um, my second one is pig skin is not a football. An accurate term for white people. White people actually do not have white skin, but pink, the same as pigs. Also, I put this one in here. Also, humans and pigs apparently taste the same if you ask a cannibal. And that's why I said that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so you made a reference to my urban dictionary without even knowing.
1: Yeah, that was not on mic though, <laughs> but yeah, I made a dark cannibal joke earlier and <laughs> Emily's making a call back to that.
0: It was good though, and I just Oh, it was so funny! Like I wanted to say, "Oh my God, you're onto something here," but like I couldn't get, rid- couldn't give it away. Okay. But apparently, if you ask a cannibal, we taste like pit, like pork.
1: Yeah, that's what I've heard. They call it long pig. Um, we do have a sad bit of breaking news. Do you want to cover that? You're more familiar with it than I am.
0: Yeah. So earlier this morning, um, as most people know, and they'll know when this comes out. Unfortunately, we have lost a very, very talented athlete on the 26th of January. Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna, unfortunately have passed away in a tragic crash from um, his private helicopter. None of the people that were in the helicopter survived. And it's just so, it's sad because one that's one of his children that died with him, but they also just had a newborn son a few months ago. That's sad. So, and he was such a, a, like, he was a great family man. He was a good athlete. I'm not a basketball fan, but I mean, I have an appreciation for somebody who's good at their sport. Mm
1: -hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know much about him. I I just got off work before we came to record, so I don't even have that much information on it. But yeah, that is sad that he had a newborn son. I mean, I'm sure his son's set for life, but growing up, he's probably going to, Wish he had a dad more than he had he, he was the money. O-
0: he was only forty, well, forty-one, Man. and he just like he just retired, and it was nothing. Nobody had seen coming. It was an unfortunate malfunction with his helicopter, and it, like something caught fire, I think. Mm. And so it was. It's just so sad.
1: Yeah, I'm sure by the time this episode is released, we'll know more about what happened, but. Yeah, sorry to leave you on such a sad note. We just didn't want to give you sad news at the front of the show and then go into all of our usual silliness. So uh, we will catch up with you on the next episode where we're covering Return of the Jedi. As usual, please give us a star rating or review in whatever app you're listening to the podcast in. Uh, Again, check out com. There's not a whole lot on it right now other than our episodes we've already released with some episode art but we will have some more stuff on it in the future
0: yeah and if you guys don't make it over to the website you can always find us on facebook at micah jiggers podcast we want to hear from you guys like we really do and if you could leave us comments say what you want to hear your thoughts on the star wars movies we really do want to hear from you guys and we really appreciate it and we like we want feedback
1: that's gonna be all for this episode bye felicia
0: Bye, Felicia.